0: chapter 1, verses 8 through 15, I'm going to attempt to do something this time that I haven't been able to do, and that's take my time. I don't want to rush it, I don't want to speed it, but I want you to hear what God has to say. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8 through 15. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had sent over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give up post to eat and water to drink. Then let our continents be looked upon before thee and the continents of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this manner, and proved them ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their continence appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. You might be seated. This morning, we want to ask the question, what have you purposed in your heart? What have you purposed in your heart? The word purpose means to intend, to design or to resolve, to determine on some end, or object to be accomplished. When it comes to God, what is your intentions? What have you determined or designed to accomplish in him as far as your life is concerned? Do we understand the true purpose in saying, in him we live and move? and have our being. Let let me just say this. When a pastor goes on a sabbatical, he does not go check into a hotel, eat all the luxurious food, watch television, Go down to the swimming pool, sit down and read a book, take his ease, and just chill. But a true sabbatical is when a pastor will totally separate himself from everything. It may be in a hotel, it may be in a cabin, but there is no television watching, no phone calls. From those at home, but a total separation from everything around that he may totally give his attention and focus on God, Amen. that he may hear the instructions of what God wants to be done for His body. I mean that that should happen to every every message that is given, but this is a particular time that He's saying what is in line. For your children, talk to me. I am totally sacrificing myself and everything I do to hear from you. I remember, and then and, and thinking on that note, it, it reminds me of actually what Moses did. Moses separated himself, went up to the mount to hear from God, that God may speak to him. And when he came down, Folks couldn't even look at him. Huh? The the appearance of God was upon him that they couldn't even look at his face. Now, pastor come back from a sabbatical, people can't look upon him because he got mustard and ketchup all over his clothes. (laughs) I remember one particular time I told the church, we go... We're going to lock in. We're going to have a shutdown, a shut-in for the men. Saturday night, the men going to come. We're going to lock the door. Can't nobody get in and can't nobody get out. And we're going to hear from God. Had it all lined up. In fact, what I, what I purposed to do, got the big example. I went to bed Saturday at around 6 or 7 o'clock so I could get a good rest so I could be up all night because the sisters was going to have to come in Sunday morning. Men all fired up. That's one Sunday Roslyn had to drive. Come to church. Men start coming in. But what I had purposed didn't turn out the way I had purposed. I I even had a movie, I believe it was the, uh, of, the, of the Christ. We was going to watch the movie and discuss it and talk and get in good tuning with God. Some of the men started coming in with pillars. Yep. <laughs> that was when we had benches. Yeah. And all of them was finding their rightful spot. And I ain't just talking about the young men either. After the movie, there was no need to discuss because didn't nobody really see the movie. They'd already found their corner. Sleep. So that 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 morning when the sisters came in. We wasn't no more closer to God Sunday morning than we was Saturday night. <laughs> Amen. Right. Sleepover. God was still waiting to hear from us. <laughs> Where are my children? They locked in. They safe. I'm keeping everything away from them. And I still ain't heard from them. What would happen if we purposed ourselves, if we centered our attention, if we set out to accomplish and was determined to not be defiled with the world for 10 days? I, I heard some. Amens and saw some nigh the heads for, from some women. But For ten days, we would stay away from, uh, and I'm going to find out where the women are going to be in on this one, all activities, all TV, not watching sports, and no shopping, For 10 days, we would only fellowship with one another. We pay no attention to what's going on around us. But give ourselves to fasting and prayer. We're talking about total denial of flesh. This means no cell phones, no talking to friends, no Instagram, No Facebook, no videos, no gaming, no coffee, or pop. I'm putting myself in there. What do you think would happen? Flesh would become stir-crazy. Cranky. Some would bite each other's head off with words because of the coffee. But in verse 14, it said, he consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. Not just overnight who has the right to approve what you do with your body you are the king and queen of your castle you decide what you put in your body or on your body each morning you decide what is done in this body It is a choice that has been given to you, that you would not be considered as a robot. Even though the law says no in some things, you still do as you choose with your body. But I guarantee you, if you purpose not to engage with the world, your flesh will have a fit. Your body will throw tantrums and you will have all kinds of withdrawals. Your body will give you all the excuses why you should not do it because it wants to be in control. Has anybody noticed this about flesh? When parents say no to their children, Flesh pouts and will show out, some more than others. When the spouse says no, flesh pouts and will show out. When God says no, flesh pouts. But you bet not show out. Amen. Some do. How many pop when God says no? Oh, the, 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 don't 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 shake your head. God sees the, sees all, knows all, understands all, and is watching all. Flesh wants to hear yes all the time. Flesh wants to be in control. All the time. How, how many? How many notice this too? The more a person hangs around another person, the more they begin to act like them. Yep. They pick up their sayings. They pick up their habits. Some begin to dress like them. Hmm. My only one that sees this. Do children make their style of clothes themselves, or does that style come from someone else that they see wearing something and it becomes a fad? I mean, really, can I just be real? Uh, I see mostly young women walking and got all kinds of rips in their pants. Did they wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to rip these just because I feel like it, and where? Or did they see somebody? Do they get their style from dad and mom, or do they get their style from their peers? I mean, I, I got a son. I, I don't see him coming in and being sued or nothing. You know. Where? Do they get their style from? All of a sudden, if you look at it, people are hooked on Taylor Swift's trend. Trying to walk on a treadmill as long as she does. And I'm not just talking about young people either. Some of us know that we ain't got no business trying to get on no treadmill, walking and running, and trying to sing all the songs that she's got out. Most of us wouldn't get through the first song. Yep. And and here's the thing. People all over are buying tickets for football that don't know nothing about football. Mm-hmm. Just because of Taylor Swift. All of a sudden her boyfriend is is they're the number he's the one number one star. I gotta have a jersey. Price is going out the sky. Just because of her. But Daniel wanted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as well as himself, to be more in tune with God than man. God has given us Jesus that we may be more in tune with him and Jesus rather than man. So, Look at what Paul observed in, in Acts chapter 17, starting at verse 21. Look at what Paul gave observation to. In verse 21, it says, For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else, but either to tell or to hear some new thing. The world is full of new things today. Full of new things. Have you noticed? Everybody is writing a book. Everybody writing a book about something. Let me write a book on how to get rich. Send me $20 for the book, and you'll make me rich. A book about this person or about this thing? And again, when it comes to the Bible, we must be careful what version we read. Some translations have taken out the blood. Without the blood, there is no remission of sin. Ecclesiastes 12 and 12 says, And further, by these, my son, be admonished of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness to the flesh. Reading and studying everything man writes will wear you out. Writing books by man has no end. And God does not need another book to explain, support, or justify the Bible. And the Word does not need to explain, justify, or support another book written either. God gives revelation by His Spirit. In 1 John, Chapter 2, 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Remember, it is the Holy Ghost that brings all things to your remembrance and leads you and guides you. And whatsoever he has taught you, he taught you Jesus. There is no other doctrine that needs to be taught than that of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the birth, his death, burial, and resurrection that provides you with eternal life. And the life Christ lives shows us how to obtain it. But when it comes to books, it seems like nobody wants the book that has life. Listen, Listen to this. John 20, verse 30 and 31. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Y'all hear that? What is written here is enough to let you know who Jesus is, and whom salvation comes through. But that's not all. Look at John 21, verse 24 and 25. This is the disciple which testified of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there is also many other things which Jesus did the which if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. The world could not make a library big enough that would contain all the things that Jesus has done. There is not a book or seminar that can give the teaching or lead you to salvation that comes from Jesus and the Word. Back in Acts 17, verse 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Superstition is a belief or practice irrationally maintained by ignorance faith in magic or chance I want you to know that nothing God does is by magic happy chance or ignorance but today many are addicted to this by to this by and through religious practices God did not call us to religion he did not call us to denomination He did not call us to tradition. He did not call us to cults and gangs or personal and secret private gatherings. God called us to identify with him and his son Jesus so we may be called the sons of God. The bottom line, churches are going too far to the right and too far to the left. Trying to explain what they are doing and justify that it's right. They say they are trying to win souls through the customs and gimmicks of man. I want you to know God is not about choirs, bake sales, yard sales, to draw people to buy robes and trips. That's not what God is about. God is about his word. God wants us to sit at his feet and learn how to live what you have seen taught. See, a lot of us are being taught, but we're not learning how to live what we've been taught. Amen. Remember what it said in James 1, and 23. It said, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. We must not just hear it, but we must do it. Back in Acts 17, verse 23. For as I passed by and behold your devotions, I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God whom therefore ye ignorantly worship him, declare I unto you. How many things have we done ignorantly? Thinking it is God expecting something from us. God wants us to know his word so we may know him. As I was sitting at the airport getting ready to, to leave, I watched a person who at a particular time went over to the corner of the window, they got on their knees facing the east and bowed down and prayed. And they repeated this for a period of time. And then I began to think, how many things do we do and say it is of God? How many things do we do that are not mandated by God? but we do them thinking it is spiritual, righteous, and religious. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying this person was wrong. Every man has to be fully persuaded in his own mind. God wants our praise and worship without being ashamed. When we worship, however, it should be unto the Lord in spirit, and in truth, if you don't eat meat, it should be unto the Lord. If you only worship on a particular day, it should be unto the Lord. Doing this does not make you any more holy. And it doesn't make you unrighteous if you don't. But ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Regardless of the custom, denomination, no matter the religion or tradition, what is important is knowing who Jesus is and walking in his word. It is the righteousness of God that will make you free, not the righteousness of man. It's not about the way you dress or how fluent you speak. It is the life you live. There are many things we attach to being God but are not. That is why we need God's Spirit to teach and lead us in all truth. Jesus came and set the record straight. God is the Spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. What is His word? His words are spirit, and they are life. When I worship and praise him, it is from the word and by the word and in the word. I can do it any time of the day and any place and in any direction. It does not matter what I wear or where I am at, where I am at. I can pray standing up, sitting down, laying down, in a bowed-down position, with my eyes closed or open. What is important is, it is in spirit and truth, and I am not ashamed of the gospel. The more I study his word, the more I will know his language. Let, let, me, let, me, ask, let me ask, how many of y'all know the language of Spanish? Little bit, and you know, that's the problem with the world. Mm-hmm. They know a little bit, yep. and and the little bit they know, they get all messed up. Yep. When I was in Orlando with my brother-in-law, and and one of the ladies called us, called herself teaching us some some Spanish. So what stuck in my Spirit, and, I, and I, I put it on my phone because cause as soon as I walk out, I'm going to forget what it was. Right. But the word was permissio. And permissio means, excuse me. So, I mean, I can I ca- walk up to a person and, and down there and say, permissio. And, oh, oh. And then they go, I- 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 Permissio. <laughs> don't, don't give me no other permissio. See? And, and what happens is people are be thinking they know God. They start quoting some scripture. It don't even be right. Right, right, right. They can't tell you where it's found. What it means. All they know is The first, the first scripture that somebody is going to quote is, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, and if you've got to say prayer at the, at the dinner table, the first thing a child will come up with is Jesus wept. <laughs> Moses slept. But you know what? We, we, we as God's children got to know what is written, where it's written, and how to live what is written. Amen, amen. The more that I sit at his feet and hear his word, the more I will understand his language. So I can, I mean, Father, you say it. It is written. How many times have you really been in deep prayer and said, Jesus, you said whatsoever I ask the Father in your name, you said you do it. And many of us can say that, Mm -hmm. but how many of us believe it? And those of us that believe it, how many of us have been walking to show it? Permissio. There is no place you can go where God can't find you. So see, when once you get all holy on, at your bed, praying to God, just remember before you got down there, God knew where you was at. God knew whether you went through a road rage on your way home. God knows if, if, if you really wasn't in the right conversation acting with your spouse. God knows whether you hollered at your child or not. God knows whether you have really been disregarding your parents and ain't paying them no attention. God knows whether you've been clicking on Instagram and all them other grams saying things that you hadn't been saying. See, not only does God know that sometimes He also lets somebody else know you are more embarrassed when another flesh knows what you did than, than when God knows. Because you think God, God don't see it. God really don't see it. Well, David said, "If I ascend up into heaven, Thou art there. He 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 know where you at when you flying an airplane. If I place my bed in hell, he'd find me there. He ain't going there, but I know where yet." Uh, every, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. He even said, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, he knows where you're at and he can pull you out if you want to go. Amen. But if you want to dwell there, if you want to hang in your pity party, if you want to do all the things that you're doing that you know ain't got nothing to do with God, he know you there. Yep. And, and he'll wait. Again, Acts 17, not verse 24. It says, God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth dwelleth not in temples made with hands. In other words, God is not in the statues created by man, whether it is a person a place thing, beast, bird or fish. Cause there's all kinds of, I mean, there's all kinds of things that man has gotten to where he's worshiping. God ain't, In none of them, or should God does not dwell in any of them. Verse 25, neither is worship with men's hands as though he need anything, seeing he gave it to all life and breath and all things. There is no life in anything man creates. I'm going to say it again. There is no life in anything that man creates. Man cannot create flesh or stop it from decaying. He he know how to, he he grafts, but he cannot create flesh. And he cannot stop it from decaying. All kinds of, people are getting rich. All kinds of products. Wear this beauty cream and, 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 and this will help you not age and, and this will do it. No. The next step, i cut you and make your skin tight. What they, what they call that? Facelift. And you still gonna get old. But in him we live and move and have I been. Man does not have a soul to put in a spirit to make it live. Amen. How many of you know Frankenstein wasn't real? Amen. Huh? You can't just grab a body out the grave and, and shoot electricity in it and think it's going to walk around living. Amen. It is God's spirit that provides life to the soul and resides in the body. When God takes his spirit, the body no longer breathes and the soul's got to go because the soul's eternal. Verse 26. And had made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. God, in his wisdom, produced the whole human race from one man. And having his foresight and care, he scattered them all over the face of the earth. And at his appointed time, he will gather his children back unto himself. It is by his design his will, and his purpose. If we would take the time to get to know Father God, we would see just how much he loves us and how much he cares for us. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.